well, where's Larry's wallet? Like, so I do get that all the time. And uh, a couple of buddies of mine always, uh, you know, like to joke around about that. Yeah. Hello, friends. It is Jared Gruccio, the co-host of the Make a Point podcast here at the Vineland Chamber of Commerce. And today we have Ryan Middleton, the co-owner of Larry's Two Restaurant. If, if you're a restaurant owner, learn from Ryan how they navigated the COVID-19 pandemic. Learn about the restaurant's past, present, and how the pandemic propelled them into the future. Learn how Ryan and his brother had to become lawyers, accountants, financial advisors, just to navigate uh, the PPP loan, SBA grant, that whole landscape, and learn the, the challenges of being a restaurant owner, as well as maybe some of the rewarding experience that him and his brother get to see in their lives, both in their family life and their duties as community leaders. Enjoy. Yeah, we're happy to have you. So tell us a little bit about um, Larry's Stew Restaurant, the history of it, and um, what you guys are up to. All right. Well, it's a, a family restaurant, um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, we've been around uh, in the community for uh, quite a long time. We were actually established in 1949. It was uh, Jim and Larry's at the time over on Landis Avenue. Uh, we were in the restaurant all the time, and uh, even over, you know, I was a little kid over on Landis Avenue. And, um, and then in 86, uh, in 86, we moved over. He, he, he got the location here on, on uh, Main Road. Um, had both of them for one year. Uh, it proved to be uh, very difficult to manage uh, properly, both of them. So uh, he ended up uh, selling Larry's One on Landis Avenue and stayed with Larry's Two. Um, oh, so that was, that's how it actually got its name then. Larry's too. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, and I, I still get me. And now that Larry's one doesn't exist, Larry's two kind of, uh, you know, a lot of people might, a lot of people do wonder like, well, where's Larry's one? Like, so I do get that all the time. And uh, a couple you know, buddies of mine always, uh, you know, like to joke around about that. Yeah. Um, and uh, my brother and I came into the business. My, my brother came in first. He came in in, Ooh, uh, that would have been 2002, um, or no, maybe even 2000, I think he might've come into the business and, um, he came in in 2000 and then I came in later in 2004. Um, and, um, and Bob and I, we, we actually purchased the restaurant off of them years ago. And, uh, so we've been doing it ourselves ever since. And, and, uh, yeah, that's about it, really. And obviously, it's grown and it's changed over the years. And, you know, Larry's 2 was originally the uh, Hardee's um, here. So it was a smaller building. And uh, it's interesting because you can, when you're in the building, you can still see some exterior walls that are now interior walls because we have expanded, you know, over the years. And, uh, I did not know that, that that was a Hardee's before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a, there's some pictures. We have some pictures on our website. And uh, every once in a while, some, some random pictures pop up uh, in the, um, uh, in the, the Facebook group, uh, uh, the, the like the things that used to be here. I forget the name of the group, but oh yeah, uh, yeah, some uh, yeah. I forget the name of that Facebook page too. It's something about Vineland. Yeah, it's a good yeah, it's a good group though. And, so Brian, um, so Larry and Jim were they related? The original owners of Larry's One. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know much. I don't know much about Jim. Um, 
that was obviously before my time. Uh, Larry, uh, Larry still, he came into Larry's too. Uh, so I remember him from coming into Larry's too, as you know, in his older years, I knew he passed away um, some years ago, uh, but uh, he was, he was coming in even, you know, so he was, you know, so it was always good to, to talk with him and, and uh, he would come in. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so interesting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Such a long history. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. And, and um, it's, you know, I hear stories, you know, all the time, you know, from people just come in and, and I mean, that's a great aspect of my job. I love talking to the customers and, and get it. I mean, I hear so many stories and, um, and I, I don't know, I just love it. You know, and I love those, those stories. And so you hear, you know, all kinds of things. Oh, I used to work at Larry's one. I used to work at Jim and Larry's. I used, you know, so it was, um, you know, so it's been in the community for, for yeah. quite some time, which has been, uh, from and my perspective. Very, and a very important part of our community. I know you guys um, give back a lot to the community as a business, and we appreciate that. That's why you were awarded our 2020 um, Community Service Award as a member of the chamber. Well, thank you very much. We, you know, I mean, we, we definitely, we try to do our part for sure. And, um, you know, I mean, we couldn't do it without the community. I mean, the community supports us and it, it allows us in turn to support the community. So it's a, a cyclical thing, you know, and, and uh, well, you so guys really give back. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Jared, did I cut you off? Did you have a question? No worries. Okay. Um, when you, when you and Bob entered uh, the businesses at your respective times, Ryan, mm -hmm. did you go to college, you know, for the kids listening, did you go to college, what'd you study and, yeah. you know, yeah. how does that transition to what you do now? Yeah, yeah, we uh, actually, both of us uh, ended up going to University of Delaware. Um, Bob has a, uh, he went, he actually went for hotel restaurant management. Um, so he was, his plan was to go into this industry, um, which is why he was here uh, prior to me. Um, and uh, I went for, uh, I went for computer science and, uh, and then I switched over to communication. Um, uh, so I have a degree in communication. Um, I, I wasn't originally planning on going in the restaurant industry. Um, I had moved out West, lived out there for a few years. Um, in 2004, uh, yeah, it was 2004, my dad, uh, ended up getting uh, stage four cancer. So mm. uh, we came back um, and I was out there with, she wasn't my wife at the time, but I was out there with my wife and, and um, she's from Delaware. So we were eventually going to be coming back probably to the East coast anyway. Um, and, uh, but so it kind of accelerated our, our move back to the East coast. Uh, and I, and uh, my dad was going to be out of the restaurant. Uh, my mom and dad, both, obviously she was going to be taking care of him. It was going to be a pretty intense um, mm. yeah, year. Uh, for the you know, trying to get rid of the cancer. So, uh, so I came back to help my brother out uh, and I kind of, kind of got thrown in. Now I've been in the restaurant industry my entire life. So it's not like, you know, it's not like I didn't know the industry, but um, uh, you know, so anyway, so I just came, uh, came back and, um, and been here ever since. And it's worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do, you know, I mean, it's not a, it's definitely not a desk job. You know, in a cubicle, it's 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 a little bit different than that, um, and it's uh, it's enjoy it's enjoyable. It's you know you're it's you're moving, running all the time for sure. Um, so it's not you'd be surprised you'd be surprised how little time working in a restaurant you get to eat. You know, it's, you don't get to sit down and have a meal. You know, it's just not. You know, but um, that is ironic, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. And, but I enjoy I enjoy the um, 
you know, the hustle and bustle of it. Right. And do you have um, any um, possible succession through the family that when you guys are ready to step back a little bit? Is there someone coming along that's interested? Um, well, we both, uh, Bob and I both have two kids. Um, I don't think, you know, I mean, the industry is, is uh, very um, taxing on time um, and family, you know, like I said, like, so like my dad, as Bob and I were growing up, my dad worked seven days a week um, and, and my mom helped with him. Um, but he was here seven days a week. So she could be obviously home without raising us. And, and but then she also came into the restaurant as well, but obviously not as, as many hours as him. Um, but, and that's, that can be taxing on a, on the family, on the, the, uh, you know, on, on us. Um, and, uh, with Bob and I, the benefit we have is, you know, now we're obviously two separate families, but so we, we get two days off a week, which really is unheard of in this industry. So, yeah. so it's a lot, you know, um, the fact that we are coming from two different families and, you know, separating that out, um, it allows us to get more time off and it allows the, you know, the, the, the family at home to be a little bit, that relationship there to be, you know, spend more time there, you know, so, yeah. um, as far as with our kids, I don't know that I would, I don't know. We're not really trying to steer them towards it. So, you know, so, so the answer to the question is no. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's funny. It's kind of like, um, you know, you could compare it to people that are in show business, you mm -hmm. know, like, like they love what they do and, but they kind of don't want to see their kids go into it because <laughs> it's, yeah, so, it's just got its own downfalls. Yeah. yeah. As much as you love it and I love it, it is taxing for my family at home, you know what I mean? For sure. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, yeah, it's just, there's a lot of hours that it, that it takes. And even when I am home, it's, you know, you know so, so it's, there's pro hey, any job, there is pros and cons to anything you do in life. And, uh, so I, I enjoy all of it and, and my family's great. We, you know, so we, yeah. so it's good, but, but yeah, maybe we'll steer them, you know? So you may agree with this, uh, someone who frequents Larry's, uh, often it, it you don't have a high turnover. So to take that time off, you must have a lot of trust in your staff. And I was curious if you had a process for hiring or maybe a few questions to share with the listeners that maybe you always find a way to have that good key employee hired. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, we do. I mean, we have we have a great staff. We actually had, so unfortunately, um, she had just passed away uh, during COVID. Uh, we, Lynn Connolly, she was, she, you know, we would, my dad would joke with her and we would, I would too. And that she came with the restaurant when he bought it. Um, and, you know, so she was working, she worked for, uh, for Jim and Larry's and, and, uh, or, or I don't know if she worked for it with Jim and Larry. She definitely worked for, for Larry Caddy. And, and uh, so she worked originally uh, with the restaurant. So she was with us. I mean, and that's a very long, you know, from the seventies, you know, so, uh, but I have a lot of, I have, I probably have eight, in seven, eight employees that have been with us 30 years, uh, you know, so we have, and, and quite honestly, there, that's part of the reason you, you get the consistency in the food, you get the, you know, the, the things that are, um, that help us, that have helped us grow to where we grow. I mean, we don't, it, we don't do it on our own, you know, it, it's, a, it's definitely the whole team here that makes that happen. Uh, so, I mean, we are extremely fortunate, you know, every once in a while, just like anything, every once in a while you get someone filter in that and ends up and they, they kind of end up weeding themselves out, you know, and, uh, and, and what we, 
are left with and what we have have had over the years is we you know those uh i want to treat i want to treat all of my team members the way i want to be treated I, I i don't ever you know you hear sometimes um you know bosses or or they are disrespect you know you, you can you can do what you need to do and not be and 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 still have the respect for the employee uh, as a team member you know so i so i do I do try to treat everyone as a team member. There's a, you know, there, there has to be, um, there has to be a back and forth there, you know, and, and I hope that we do a good job of that. We, we try to, um, you know, that's. Well, uh, obviously you're doing something right. If you have, if you have that many employees for 30 plus years, that's amazing. That longevity of an, yeah. of an employee. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, there, yeah. Great. I mean, we, yeah. I mean, they, like I said, they're a big contributor to the success here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's switch to the current conditions and how has um, COVID changed your business? And I know that's a huge loaded question because with this pandemic, your industry and specifically has really been hard hit. But you guys have managed to hang and you know kind of um, shift your business and adapt. So um, tell the listeners like what that's been like for you. Uh, challenging. <laughs> challenging is, is, is the right word you know uh, it's uh i feel like i've had to become a lawyer and an accountant and and you know and really uh you know so it's increased my uh workload there to try to finagle everything because at the end of the day the dollars still need to work you know what i mean uh, the dollar and and it's very hard when you know those dollars just stop you know when they you know so when they don't come in and and number wise you know when you're you know obviously we're doing takeout and things like that but it's on it's it's a, a very small percentage i mean you can't possibly make up uh the business that you were doing um through takeout uh, it's just not really uh it's not really possible for uh, a full service uh, type of industry and um, you did actually adapt some of your parking lot right to outdoor dining Yep. Yep. That was, um, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, we have the patio out there and, um, uh, but once we did the tents out front, um, that, uh, gave us, you know, more square footage to work with and, and definitely, uh, definitely helped for sure. Um, and, and yeah, no, so, I mean, it's been challenging. I mean, we've had to, uh, obviously we've had to cut staff back. We had to, you know, reduce staff hours and things like that. Um, and, you know, through, government assistance programs that has allowed them you know where it's been tricky is is you know i want to maintain my staff but i only have so many hours because i need to stay in business i you know i don't want to close doors so um so so it's uh it was definitely reduction in hours um and juggling you know juggling those hours uh so it kind of worked for everybody um with um any of any programs that were available so um, you know, we definitely had had to capitalize on on uh, you know like PPP one and PPP two and um, those programs. Um, while the rollout of the first one was very um, you know no, was very it was very quick you know from the from the as far as from the government's end um, and the, and it wasn't perfect but it it really was uh, PPP one and PPP two are the lifesaver for restaurants without yeah. a doubt you know yeah. without a doubt. Um, Without those, I, I, I mean, even, I mean, I, I would say we were, a, we are a successful business, but even without those, I, I mean, to, to, to last for a year, 
um, uh, it's, you know, that can be taxing on any business, you know, oh, so, gosh, yeah, um, yeah. so those, those were a huge help, uh, without a doubt, you know, and, and that's what has allowed us to, to do, you know, to be where we're at now. And, and, and things have been on the up and up and, and, um, we are continuing to get better and get busier and, you know, and, and um, we're at 50% capacity right now, right? Yeah. yeah as of uh, last yeah. Friday. Yeah. And I did speak with Bob, um, last week about the new grant program. So hopefully, um, you can take advantage of that for the restaurants, the grant program coming out too. So, yeah, I'm keeping my fingers crossed uh, on that one. That's, that's, it's a little bit different than the PPP and, and, uh, so I'm um, for sure. Yeah. Good. So what are some opportunities and things and maybe some positive things that you're most excited about looking at your business in the year ahead? So, you know, I mean, the, the delivery, uh, del now we were, we, we had started doing delivery. Um, thankfully we did before COVID hit, we had started doing uh, our own delivery and, and had uh, ordering, you know, from the website um, where you can order online. Um, and those things, even during the pandemic have really, helped us to, you know, to, to stream. I mean, we only have two phone lines. So, you know, to, to imagine taking a lot of orders on two phone, you know, a couple of phone lines, uh, the, the web, the web really helps, you know, when people can just put it in and it, I mean, the order goes right to the kitchen um, and, and uh, our, our uh, delivery drivers, you know, we've, we've actually built up on the, you know, the delivery end as far as uh, our driving staff. And, and uh, uh, so, so moving forward, even after COVID is done, you know, I, I do anticipate that uh, our our delivery and takeout would be it'll it'll reduce some, obviously, but it it should be elevated from where it was pre-COVID. You know, so yeah. uh, so that could be a, a good um, you know positive um, outcome there. I think uh, that's true. I think um, you know lifestyles have changed. Um, permanently in many ways. So um, I think there will be a consistent flow of delivery, takeout and things like that that people have just gotten used to. Yeah. And I do hope that, you know, I mean, there's a, forget business for a second. There's a part of society that I, that when you go into a restaurant, there's, it's not necessarily even about the food. It's about the community connecting with each other and yeah. whether it's in the restaurant or somewhere else, you know, it, should be somewhere, you know what I mean? And um, obviously I like it to be here, but it should be, it should be somewhere, you know? And yeah, there, there is, you know, even, you know, I've had discussions with my wife and, and you know, with the kids being home and, and uh, you know, during, during all this, um, just getting at little things like getting out to whatever, whether you're going to walk in the park or whatever, you know, there's, there's a huge value to that psychologically. And, and uh, so, so there's a psychological aspect about coming in to eat and, you know what I mean? So, so I hope that that doesn't disappear, you know, I don't think it's going to, it's not going to disappear completely, but, but I hope that that, you know, comes back as, you know, to the full capacity, um, yeah. not just for our benefit, but for benefit of yeah, I think if, if there was a magic wand and someone said, okay, go, <laughs> you know, everyone's free to do what they want, um, we, we would all be out there <laughs> so soon. So I think it'll be a gradual thing, you know, as, as, uh, but I agree with you that it's so important, um, the human connection and just visually seeing people and being together, which um, is something that the chamber really thrives on. Um, so for us, it's been a, a very challenging adjustment as well to keep people connected um, in mm -hmm. that way, but it's not the same. 
it's just not the same of, of yeah. being in person so yeah i mean getting your meat and 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 getting your meal and, and then the side the other part of it business-wise getting your the meal is not the same when it's in a takeout box versus here you know no. I mean? <laughs> so they so have that as well so that's yeah. true the pancakes just aren't the same with take takeout right. that's something you need hot and, and right away um so we're we're a local organization that supports small businesses and you know someone like yourself with those long tenured in employees like they were that's like our local economy right there but i can't help but notice you know pre-covid you go in a restaurant it's order on the touch screen um you know even now with covid you said it's so easy put it in it goes right mm -hmm. to the kitchen it sounded like it skipped the upfront person with the headset that i always see let's call them a manager yep, yep. maybe mm -hmm. skipped over a waitress so my question to you is kind of like put on that you know, 20, 30 years, what does the restaurant industry look like in the future, considering the gig economy, self-driving things? Mm -hmm. Have you gone to an industry conference and heard about these things pre-COVID? Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, the industry is changing, you know. Um, uh, the biggest factor in the change of that, I would say, would be government regulation changes, uh, whether it be... Um, minimum wage, whether it be uh, the tips minimum wage. Um, the tips minimum wage really is a big thing for full service restaurants. Um, you know, as it stands currently, you know, only the, the, the server's wage, so that this, the, as from the customer perspective, the employee that you interact with the most, um, we have an arrangement between the restaurant, the customer and the employee that that the customer is going to be responsible for a, a hefty portion of their wages. Um, so currently the restaurant does not charge the customer that service fee for that, you know, for that service. Uh, the customer directly gives it to the employee um, and there's benefits there. Um, but it looks like, I, I, you know, it looks like government's trying to take that part away, um, which I, I, I don't like, I, you know, I don't, I don't like that. Um, the customer loses out because they, and they, they lose. And again, I don't, you know, on a, you know, when I look at it on a one-on-one, -on -one, like my staff is, who's been here for a long time, who's, you know, they care about the customers, not necessarily about the money, you know what I mean? So, um, but there are industry-wide when you look at it, I mean, the server is, if they have no incentive as far as, uh, you know, they're going to get their tip money no matter what, uh, you know, that there's a, there's a reduction in, in that, in their motivation uh, for providing good service, you know? And so that scares me about the full service industry. Um, so uh, I, I guess that, that that's a huge, huge factor move, moving forward. Um, Ryan, have you traveled um, to Europe at all? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, so you've experienced that firsthand because I have as well that um, right to work. So mm -hmm. the service is terrible, <laughs> really. Mm -hmm. I mean, un unless you're really paying for it, but the average service um, is terrible because they can't be fired. They can't lose their job or they, or they have no incentive, as you said. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and so there's a, there's a negative aspect to that, uh, hands down, you know. Um, and the customer's gonna end up saying, paying the same thing because the restaurant's just gonna have to put a service charge on uh, because now I, I need to get the money to pay the employee that that difference in wage that, you know, so now it's just going to flow through the restaurant. 
um, where it didn't before, but it take, again, the customer loses that, um, you know, that, that tipping, you know, ability, you know, so, um, uh, yeah. That's, I mean, the, it, biggest, that's so, the biggest change you see coming that could impact. For, for specifically for full service industry, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I do. And, and I mean, yeah, I think minimum wage also, even in the quick service industry, minimum wage is the driving factor for uh, putting, you know, kiosks in, ordering kiosks and things like that, because they need to reduce, um, they need to reduce the, the, the labor wage. And it's unfortunate because I feel like the, the, the food service industry is, you know, a lot of jobs, not all of them, some, a lot of them are careers, but, or some of them are careers, but I would say a lot of them are entry level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, a bus, I have a lot of bus boys, hostesses that are 16, 17 years old. Um, so to, to, to make it a flat $15 around the, you know, there, sh- there should be some entry level wages. Otherwise we're taking away the jobs for the, the young, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, and, and tons of people start off in the hospitality industry and, and they get, you know, they get really whipped into the work world, uh, you know, and, and there's a value to that further along. And, and, um, but by doing everything across the board, it, it's just going to move the scale up. It's going to make 15, 15 eventually will just be the old, you know, $8 an hour, you know, yeah. you know, there'll be a day where they're like, oh, 15, you know, cause whoever's at 15 now is going to be 25, you know, so, you know, they're going to be 20, you know, so, um, you know, so, yeah. Hey, but you got, Hey, we keep moving with the times and, 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 um, that's, that's what we do. Just got to keep yeah. chugging along. I always, I try to stay positive no matter what, you know, I, and life's too short to, to be, uh, worried about whatever. No, things you can't control things, exactly. things that you really can't control. You, you, and for, for any business in any industry, um, adaptation is key you have to mm-hmm. adapt be able to adapt otherwise you just won't last you know exactly exactly i mean you see i mean you see and and what i haven't been able to wrap my head around is is the you know the full sort again what i was just talking about two minutes ago about the importance of coming out and getting that interaction with community and getting um you know having that face time even with it's it's with the server it's it's definitely with the server it's not just with other other customers it, it's with the server as well and and the way that the the the, the finances are changing it, it forces you know you see in applebees and you see in the chains you see the the you see little tablets on the table where the customers can order right from there eventually if things keep going that way that's probably what you'll see everywhere and what i hate to see is with that comes the loss of that community building you know mm-hmm. and uh, that's an unfortunate and i haven't been able to wrap my head around how to solve that problem yet um <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> i guess you you stick to tradition you know and then that kind of sets you it could be that it could be that quality about the experience at larry's two restaurant that sets you mm-hmm. apart from mm-hmm. all these other places that have gone the route of automation. Yeah, and it, what the the answer the question is: Is the customer willing to pay that the ten dollar burger is now twelve dollars? Uh, so are they willing to pay twelve dollars when they can go to a quick service burger joint around the corner, you know, and and just pay the ten? You know, are is that 
is the customer willing to pay extra for that interaction? We'll and find out. <laughs> time will tell. Yeah, we'll find out. Jared, did you have anything else? Yeah, it can go in a lot of different directions. Um, I'm just, I'm just kind of th uh, thinking your last points, Brian. Um, well, let me ask you, Ryan. What do you do with your spare time that you don't have? That's a good one. Yeah, that's there. You go. That's the key. That's the key. Now, you know. So I am. So while I do put a lot of hours in, I am because I work with my brother, and because we have that, that gives us the flexibility to be able to take, you know, to go on a vacation or take it and take more time off than normal than 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 the average i'd say um so while i do on a weekly basis put a lot of hours in on an annual basis i can maybe skip away an extra week where you know maybe someone else can't you know so that's the, again every job has its ups and downs and um and i'm so and and just to the to bob and i really i, I mean i we're we actually get along great you hear a lot about partners not getting along great but me and him both encourage each other to take off you know and, and i think that the opposite is sometimes the cause of, of breakdown in relationships, uh, partnerships, you know, um, where they're like, oh, I'm doing all this work and you're not, you know, so right. we kind of approach it differently. And I think that that's why we get along so well. I mean, we do, we get along great. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so I, you know, I love to go skiing. Um, that's something, you know, we love to do. And obviously we like to go sit at the beach, you know, so, so those, we, we, we definitely like to do that. And, and um, try to get down the shore in the summertime. So is it pretty rare that you and Bob and your families go on vacation together? That's got to be rare. Uh, it is rare. Um, <laughs> it is very rare. Uh, but it's happened. I want to say probably twice. You know, yeah. we did. Yeah, we did. We did when the kids were little. You know, our kids are both mine are twelve and fourteen, and his are fourteen and eight. And Jimmy's eighteen now. And um, uh, but when the kids were little, we actually all went down to Disney. Uh, my mom and dad as well. So it was my mom, dad, uh, and then my four and Bob's four. So, uh, so cool. it was good. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. And, and um, yeah, so that was fun, but yeah, that's very, it's rare. It's very yeah. rare. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's really, I'm, I, I, I want to get my pilot's license one day. So that's something oh. that's going to, so, so you fly. I, I, would, I would love to, I don't, but, I, but I'd love to. <laughs> So it's um, on your bucket list to get your it's gonna i used i just i love being in the air um i i i was probably 15 years ago i was doing a lot of skydiving so i i was i i, I enjoyed that that was a lot huh. of fun um a lot of skydiving yeah. what's a lot <laughs> yeah uh when i say a lot well it was a lot for me i don't know I, yeah, a dozen times or so once um, enough once is enough for me i was gonna say once would be a lot for me <laughs> enough to get on my own enough to get on my own jumping and and that it was just such a the a freeing experience i don't know what it, it's because you don't feel like you're falling you feel like you're flying and, flying. and, and yeah. yeah and it's yeah so it's a it's i don't know i love nature i love all that stuff so it's it's um yeah so i enjoy that well good so like get on your list i'm sure you'll get there yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Jared. Great to learn a little bit about you, Ryan. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? No, I don't know. Um, Do you have a mantra? 
like a, a something in your head a lot that you say? I mean, I, I do. So I, I always ask people if I don't have a specific one. I mean, I do in general. I I I think I'm a half glass glass full, and you know, the, the, so. I do take a positive outlook on everything, you know, and no matter what, I mean, everything comes with challenges. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, everything, <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, how many times do you try and do one thing and you got, before you get there, you got to do four others because you got to, everything, so that, that, that happens all the time. And, and I think how you deal with it and how you just like not let it bother you and just say, okay, well, how do I, how do I fix it? What do I do? You know, so I'm always trying to fix something and, and I actually enjoy fixing it, you know, it's a, you know, cause it's, it's a, it, life is a challenge and, and how you get around and, and um, uh, so I, I, staying positive is, is really, mm. uh, I guess, but yeah, I don't have a specific like saying or anything. And it is a choice. <laughs> staying positive is a choice every day and every moment. Absolutely. Happiness is, I agree. I really do. I, I, I truly do believe that. Yep. And I, uh, I, I, and I think, um, you know what I, you know, I talk to people, I, I'm always interested to talk to customers who are like very, you know, on the very old, you know, and because there's a lot more, not more, I don't want to say more, everyone has a different wisdom to bring, you know, and, but they have a lot more experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and I've heard some great, I mean, some great stories and, and, and I'm always interested, you know, like when people live a very long time and I'm interested in, you know, why, why is it that, you know, sometimes, you know, obviously, you know, eating healthy and things like that is important. Um, but I think you're, you're, it's a psych, there's a psychological thing. Like it, even when, you know, it, it's a psychological thing. And I, I think they, they, a lot of them say like, I don't need, I don't want to, I'm content. If you're content with what you have, whatever that is, and you're not trying to, to always have more or whether it, whether it's physical or not physical, if you're not always wanting something different and you can enjoy your, life more at that moment versus always living for tomorrow which never gets here you know what i mean oh, so, yeah. so um, <laughs> you know and, and i think that i think that extends people's lives i really do i don't know you know but yeah, um, it does. It does. So i think it's clear from our conversation today you're definitely a positive person and, and always have been i try to be absolutely i you know I, I enjoy life i enjoy the little things i enjoy the sunshine hitting me i enjoy you know i little things like that. New sky, um, like yesterday. Yeah, oh I my did. gosh. I went to pick up something at a, at a printer and I couldn't go in because there were too many people. <laughs> so I said, I'll wait out here, you know, with my mask on and everything. And so I'm, I was just standing there and I, was, I got so lost in looking up at the color of the sky that I didn't hear the person come out and give me, she's like, here you go. And she was like standing right next to me. I was so lost in that moment of just enjoying how beautiful the sky was. That, and yesterday yeah. so things like that you got to take advantage of absolutely absolutely i love it very good so i think it's kind of the difference maker in business too or staying positive and you know oh absolutely i mean you like challenges said, head on there is a i mean literally I mean, there is not a day that there's not a challenge you know whether it's mm -hmm. a small challenge a big challenge whatever there is always a challenge you know and you know, figuring out how to get over that. I, I will always, is so we, in my, in my, uh, my family with my mom, dad, my brother, that we have this thing. Cause as a kid and even today, I, but as a kid, I was, you know, oh, I can always, I can do everything. I can do everything. And, and obviously I can't, but, but mentally I feel like I can. And I think that makes a difference. And, and there was, 
I, I forget what we were talking about tightrope walking or something. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure I can do that. You know, and so they always, they always joke with me about tightrope and obviously I'd never tried and now I don't ever want to try, but, <laughs> but, you know, I think that I can do anything. And, um, and again, I'm not naive that I can't, but I, um, but it's an attitude. It's an attitude. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Whether yeah. you do it or not is a different question, but the, the attitude of, you know, nothing, I, I can, I can get through this, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I can it, do it. I put, honestly, I do feel if I, if I put enough time and work into it, I would be able to do it. You know what I mean? Whether, you know, it, the, the question is, is there enough time and work to put in, you know, can you do it? You know, can right. I put the time? That rope, you know, it only has to be a couple of feet off the ground. Exactly. That's what I, that's <laughs> what I, <laughs> uh, so you need to put that on your list because <laughs> then you can say you actually get it. <laughs> oh, very good. So Ryan, been, you... uh, it's been a joy talking to you. Yeah, okay. My pleasure is all mine. Go on, say that again because I cut you off. Oh, it's been a joy talking to you, Ryan. It really has. Yeah. It's been a, it's, it's been my pleasure for sure. Hey, so if you've made it this far, you are obviously committed to the success and well-being of the Chamber of Commerce here in Vineland. So let me take a minute to remind you that on Thursday, July 15th, the Chamber is going to be hosting our 31st annual golf and games tournament at Scotland Run. So we're going to kick things off at 9 a.m. with a registration and breakfast, but 9 a.m. we'll be doing the shotgun start. There's plenty of sponsorship opportunities, but if you want to come out and golf, that's $150 per player. And that includes a breakfast, a gift, some giveaways, and cover the tournament fees, contests, and uh, there'll be a box lunch you can grab and go which really sped up the tournament last year. But we're also going to be having a game tournament, which is consisting of a golf putting contest as well as cornhole. That's going to be $35 a player, and I think that's where you'll you'll be seeing me on July 15th. So I hope you'll consider coming out to golf and maybe bringing a, three others and a foursome with you, and let's pack the house. I'll see you there.